In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek, upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek tight lines and fish on come hook into the action with them hit them up at thebaitshackak.com anchor town dogs located on fourth avenue across from the old fourth avenue theater look for the blue and gold umbrella from reindeer dogs to bomb euros they've got you covered anchor town dogs your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. 
Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Turn them up, turn them up. I might have to adjust your. Uh, I, oh, because I got to switch the mic up. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. You're this was my original spot. Yeah. You're back. How I like it feel? over there, though. Yeah. I like, I always, it seems like I get like really good, consistent eye contact with the guest. Yeah. Mm. I almost feel like they're talking to me like a lot, but like really good ones, like know how to like boom, 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 make yeah. like mul- multiple eye contact. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like it over there. This It's kind of a nice little change up, though. Lacing, lacing up boots over here. <laughs> lacing up boots. Yep. Uh, well, welcome to another Alaska Wild Project podcast. Um, we are going to have a series of uh, gear review. I can say I wouldn't say gear reviews. I don't think that's the right word. Overview, maybe. Um, yeah. We get a lot of questions on things that we use, things that we trust, um, products that we. Um, have been using for years. Um, none of this stuff was given to us. None of this is like sponsor stuff. None of this stuff was free. We all paid for this. Um, we probably had all these items before we even started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Most definitely. And basically just kind of give people uh, an idea of some of the things that we use um, whenever we go out uh, hiking or camping or whatever we think, whatever we're going to do. And today's uh, topic is boots. Um, and specifically, uh, hiking, uh, mountain, mountain boots, mm-hmm. I mean, hunting boots, uh, like water boots and muck. That's a whole nother, yeah. Yeah. whole nother yeah. deal. Or hiking boots or training boots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, um, we're going to get into that. Like in the nineties, you know what I'm saying? The Timbos. <laughs> <laughs> the homie at work, he's been just rocking these like clapped out Jordans. He's one of our detailers. I mean, they're just like. The soul's like flapping, and I'm like, bro, like you, you see customers, you talk to customers, like you need to like, come on, man, you need to get some like presentable shoes. Like, yeah. I'm not here to discriminate or like, toeing the line, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm trying not to like sound rude, but bro, like those things are probably awesome when they were new. His so, feet are gonna feel so good when. He gets so I come to shoes. work. Yeah, I come to work on Monday next day, and this just rolls up in some Timbos, dude. <laughs> 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 Halfway up the ankle, he's just got two casts on. I'm like, man, those things need to break in. So his nickname is Boots now. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but what an extreme, right? It was some clapped out Jordans to just some like shiny, Timbos. leathered up yeah. Timbos. Went just, Chicago to NYC. I'm like, bro, it's like 75 <laughs> out right now. He's like, my feet would be dry. I was like, all right, man, that's true. You're the Timbo guy or you're not, I think. Or, yeah, girl. or girl. I wasn't. Black Timbos. I had black Timbos, but the big, the big, the like, shiny tan with the, the bright buck, lace. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Nah, I, I didn't, I didn't rock the Timbos in the starter jacket. I wasn't that cool. <laughs> <laughs> you were that guy, Jack. No. I had the um, like the low can't see him being the Timberland, Timberland Timberland boots, like the real low like ankle boots. Oh okay, yeah. yeah. They're like the classier kind of looking one. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the um, at, like the Echoes. Yeah, they look like like echoes. Like echoes? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Look like echoes. You Not know. the straight Staten Island yeah. joints, <laughs> <laughs> just with the laces loose. Oh yeah, I no. definitely definitely didn't wear them to do shit outside though. 
You did nah, not. They were yeah. more like oh, city. No, no. Yeah, like those city. were like going on date boots. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. They, they or if you not. wanted to slip really hard on the ice, you yeah, could wear they, those boots on yeah, the winter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or the <laughs> Doc Martens. Oh, those, oh, those are the ones. Doc those, Martens oh, were the slippery dude, those ones. Those are ice skates. So ice skates. Yeah. Without the blades. Got a shattered crazy. elbow because of Doc Martin. Yeah. yeah. The They're coming key. back, dude. All that stuff's coming back, man. Yeah, I seen yeah. someone rocking the Doc Martens again. Yeah. I don't know where they're getting them because Nordstrom's closed, but yeah. There's hey man, shop online. Online. That's yeah. what ruined Nordstrom's up here. Oh, not only Nordstrom's. Shall we not get yeah. into that? Yeah. yeah. Ruining America. I wouldn't say ruin. I think it's a transition. Yeah. You know. Change it up a little yeah. bit. The Change box stores ruin someone else's life. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they okay. ruined the mom Good and point. pop stores. Yeah. But there's something about going in and trying it on especially yeah. like pants mm-hmm. like to me like pants i can't one. buy it online i mean i have the key like some you, you have to yeah, yeah they fit right though and then once you know what what they are mm-hmm. you know I me and jack it. do that a lot like what do you got what yeah, are those where right. do you get those mm-hmm. yeah, you guys probably same length on on legs yeah, pants sizes pretty, actually maybe same length for sure yeah yeah the, um yeah the worst is uh i won't send stuff back so it's yeah. like I got to do my yeah. research ahead yeah. of time, and then the Costco Just giving it to somebody. Like I love these Costco pants, but I have to buy like two different sizes and then take it back, take one back because it's like yeah, <laughs> you they're, can't they're, try them on there. This, the same color will be a different size, yep. and it's yeah. like how how is a thirty four in this color like actually a thirty six, and a thirty four in this color is actually a thirty two, and then the same pant. I did the yep. same thing, yeah. dude. That's crazy. So you, oh, so you do the, just buy both. Yeah, I do. And then you can yeah. return the one that it's doesn't. Discount overstock, yeah. boys. Yeah, that's the. That's good. Because Costco, that's you the don't stuff know. that didn't make the cut. You know what I mean? You just don't know when uh, uh, when those pants are going to sell out. That's so true. So it's like, mm-hmm. and they yep, had those yep, really yep. stretchy Carhartt ones in the fall. Those were yeah. the money, and so I only bought one pair of each color for like sixteen bucks, and then uh, one of them didn't fit. So I'm like, okay, I'll take them back. It was like yeah. two days later, and they're all gone of that color. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. I've been trying to catch, uh, just like you said, you go and your size is gone or whatever. Yeah. I've been trying to get the insulated, the, oh, I mean, yeah. like the insulated the Eddie pant. Bauer ones. Yeah, Whoa. that they have in like August or September or something. They bring yeah. them out. What, is there like a, um, a fleece or like a? Yeah, it's like a flannel on the inside. The or I wore them all winter. Yeah, yeah I have I two pairs. Those. Yeah. They're they cheap like, too, right? And they, they had like, like jean looking ones and then like, like 20 bucks. Yeah. 15 <laughs> yeah. or 20. Jeez. And I went in there out of my size when I yeah. realized. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really nice. Um, man, I've like totally switched to those under everything. So like anytime I need insulated pants, like no more fleece, I just wear those. Because they have like the water resistant stuff on the outside mm-hmm. and then the fleece on the inside. And they're like almost the same as the whatever $150 pair of this same brand. Eddie, and they Eddie fit Bauer. and they fit good. Yeah, they fit great. Yeah. So yeah. I bought a pair of like Columbia ones that are like that. Mm-hmm. I paid like $130 oh, for yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, they just fit good. I tried them on. I was like, you know, if I go somewhere and I'm like, I'm just going to try these on. I like them. But then they fit. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, you gotta have them now I got to buy them. I'm like, Phew. Cause you know, like you said, you you know, I I I'm always like on the hunt for like the regular length. Yeah. Cause they got like the 34 the regular, the 34 long. Mm, okay. I'm like, I know I'm not the long, so that's for like a six footer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like the regular guy, but even the regulars sometimes are like, you still gotta fold the bottom. Mm. You know, cause I'm really like a 30 length. Yeah. But they're like the regular is like a 30, 30, like between a 30 and 32. Yeah. 
but it's tough. Speaking of that, man, Ke- Kevin at Barney's his pants that he can. Boots, but I know. Pants, <laughs> we'll get to the yeah, boots. You know, uh, he, a bit. he uh he has his pants that he like a hunting pant that he sells yeah. that are really nice and gray. But he sells them on um, what do you call that on the bottom when you get it sewed? Uh, Cuff or pleated? Yeah. Ple- no. Anyway, the bottom is not sewed. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They're just long. They're extra yeah, long. Yeah. So you're supposed to take it somewhere. Oh, get them tailored. Tailored to your mm. size. There's a certain yeah. word for that. I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. But anyway, I took it yeah. to the lady, and fuck, man. She went too short. Yeah. They always do. So now they're like, yeah. too short, man. I mean, I could wear them. At, I'm hoping I can wear them. Are you, when, 30, when are you 34? I'm 36. Mm. So but the length. Are oh, you talking about length? Uh no waste because I say you ought to let me try those out if you're if they're too short because I could they might the, fit you actually perfect yeah yeah I need to yeah so because I've only worn them like once and I was like ah they're too just mm. short man yeah that's awful and Sucked. they uh, hem hemmed yeah they can't hemmed. rehem them there it is unhem them rehem them oh maybe yeah, yeah, think about like that yeah stuff. undo it and yeah, put it a little longer. But like you said, it's like the return thing. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, they're just in there, and you yeah. think about it, and you forget, and yeah. then maybe just give them to Brandon for Christmas. There you you can get them rehemmed. They're probably a little long for you, though. yeah. But they'll be perfect if you just double hem. Then get them too short too. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Just turn them just into shorts. Them. <laughs> I gotta get them in some. Just gonna turn them into shorts. Thirty-six waist <laughs> capris. <laughs> Dude, Chappie loving those those. Uh, those Capri puffies, huh? Oh, he just puts them right on over, man. Do you I see like how that. fast? Like it, yeah. Like, that was the thing I was taken back by when we were sheep hunting. You just like slipped those things on. Yeah. And it was like, I'm like breaking my bag down. Got to take my boots off, put my puffy pants on. I'm like, takes 10 minutes. And he's just like, whoosh, Yeah. I, can, I don't think I'm I like, could wear the Capris, man. I don't know about those. Yeah. What are these Capri? Really cool. They're like just below the knee, but they're like puffy pants. A, oh, okay. They're puffy canis. Canis. Yeah, they like the go. To, they go to like halfway down your shin. So like, if you're wearing a boot and a gator, and you slap them on, then you just have puffy down, like insulating your leg down to like mid shin. Mm. So it's like a. Um, it's not capri, but it's got a name. Sika it, makes them too. It is a capri though. Yeah. What you're describing. Yeah, that's yeah. a capri pant. Yeah, it is. It is. They're convenient, man, because you can just have your boots and your gear on and just like slap those things on. Yeah. And and like boom, you're you got insulation. And then you wouldn't right. get them all dirty, like hike, like if you had to like. That's just the thing too. Walking through brush and stuff, they won't like less likely to tear if you're just kind of walking through like knee high yeah. brush. It, it seems like a lot to have that and a long pair though. You know. Oh no! You like just bring the capri ones only. But I mean, to buy them, they're like three hundred. Oh, I have both. Yeah. For like a oh, yes. puffy pair of pants. Six hundred dollars in puffy I, pants. I still haven't bought a pair because they're so expensive, and I can't. I'm just looking for one to go on sale. Yeah. For five years. <laughs> I, I know some that are on sale right now for like two forty. Damn, that's a lot. That's I didn't so that much, much money, money dude. <laughs> Maybe I did. Yeah. I mean, for like like a hunting brand one. I yeah. Um, but you can get some like Patagonias and. Yeah, yours are nice. Yeah, but they can't. I can't like put them on with my boot on. Oh, uh, so yeah, you like gotta take your boot tapered. off. Yeah. And they oh. don't have a zipper. No. Oh, they're my, like they're like oh, fishing okay. waiter puffy pants. Oh, though, yeah. So, so yours are tight. actually down. Mine are um synthetic. They're I think they're mountain hardware uh, ones. They're they're synthetic down. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. But mine have a little zip, like a half zip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
to the knee so yeah. you can put them on. So should we have brought puffy pants in for this podcast? Yeah, we'll do so that later. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, you have to go get a capri pair someone. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll transition because we could just keep going on that because this is a, supposed to be a boot overview podcast. Um, speaking of boots, I was like kind of in at war with myself when we were prepping for our, our like ATV side-by-side riding weekend, like what was I going to bring for boots? Yep. I normally like my lacrosse knee-high rubber boots. But man, it's I'm too like hot tired of wearing that. And it was so hot. It wasn't that hot actually out there this weekend. But I thought, man, if I wear these, I'm just going to have the sweatiest mm-hmm. feet and legs. Yep. And I was like, man, I'll just risk it. So I rocked some mountain boots with, with uh, gaiters. Oh. That's what I went with. Um and I had some like extra tough. <clears throat> I transitioned to those like extra tough booties, you know, like the ankle high. I I've had a really bad uh, experience with those. Have you? Yeah, like, like your feet sweat or something. No, they get, we have a, we get the, all the guys in the cidery need waterproof boots, you know. Oh yeah, and yeah, the, you wear them for hours on the, end, right? Those last for three months and they're done. Which ones? The extra tough like oh ankle ones. If you're wearing them every day. Like, yeah, just I can like, see wow, that. Wow, like that's worn out that fast. Mm-hmm. Where like those North Face things that I wore, th- you know, since two thousand five or whatever, they finally worn out this year. Yeah. So, so it's it. I was kind of disappointed to see that, but I also saw that Grundens like came out yep. with like a heavier mm-hmm. duty one. Mm-hmm. They already had their one, but now they have yeah. a heavier it's duty insulated one. too. I think. Oh, it is. Okay, mm-hmm. that's not. Come with, I saw another brand that came out with those too. I want to say Muck did too. Okay. Yep. All the brands now have those like yeah. little, but the original was the extra tough, extra tough. Yeah. Yeah. That made that like ankle boot. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what they're called. I can probably look it up real quick. It seems like those boots need to last like four or five years minimum. I don't, yeah. That's how long extra toughs will last. So it's like, why does their little the mini ones? No, mini one. Not, yeah. Yeah. Cause if it's you're thinking if you bought like the irrigation boot type, Ankle, or I mean, knee high. Yeah, classic, extra tough. Mm. Like fifteen years ago, you think, oh, I could have these for like ten years. Yeah, I mean, fishermen in you know coastal areas or people that live in coastal areas where it's wet, they'll wear those things three hundred days of the year. Yeah, yeah, and they don't last three months. No, my pair that I have now, I mean, they're still tail ones. I've had them for at least ten years, and they're in great shape. Yeah, I think it's just the change in like overall mass production of those products versus maybe ten or fifteen years ago. Like the demand and the trend and like the style um, mm-hmm. angle, there's like so yeah. much of that, them now made versus like just mm-hmm. the good quality boot that they made. Yeah. That one boot. I you know, know that they one make they, all these different variations and colors and styles and, un- and insulated and insulated. It's just maybe the quality has been compromised a little because of mass production. When uh, Honey, yeah. Honeywell owns Extra Tough and when they mm-hmm. sent the production to China, like whatever it was, 2015, you nailed it. Like it, they sucked. Mm, but yeah, I think yeah. that they, like there was like a message sent to Honeywell from all of the people that use extra toughs. And it seems like, like the heavier duty boot is better now than it was when it first got sent to China. Probably not as good as it was before, you know, um, <clears throat> it was sent to China in the first place, but these like little ankle ones seem just a little chintzy. Yeah. So they're the extra tough buoy. Buoy. Okay. Buoy ankle boot. Yeah. So I rocked those on the ride in. Uh-huh. So I was because we were in like the muddy parking lot yeah. and jumped in the side by side and we went riding in and 
I was like, well, if I get like stuck and I got to get in some water and my feet get wet, like I got another pair of boots and camp shoes and yeah. I'll deal. Yeah. And I was like, well, let them dry out or whatever. No big deal. So I was good on the way in. But when we went out Saturday <clears throat> where we were going to do a little bit more of a hardcore ride without hauling all the camp gear in, I, I went ahead with like some my crispies and um, uh, some OR gators. Because I thought, you know, I might have to, like, yeah. post hole through some snow or which some mud, which I definitely found that. I should have um, brought the gators. Uh, yeah. I yeah. I had to jump out of the wheeler. That's, that why I, that's why I brought mine. I was like, I might wear them, I might not, but I'll have them just in case. And when we got in and that first, the Chad got stuck in the snow that first time, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. So the further we go back, I figured there'd be more snow. But um, let's elaborate a little bit more on that trip, man. That was a great, that was a fun trip, man. The yeah. boys ride? Yeah, a little boys ride. Um, yeah. I think we have enough to put out a little video mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Um, if you've been following our Instagram, a few pictures up there. Um, it was just basically a boys ride trip to get out there and, you know, test out the uh, the gears that we had and the, and the wheelers and do a little howling at the moon and see what the trail's looking like. There was, um, at the moon, right? there was a lot of howling at the moon. It was only a crescent moon, uh, but we found it. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. There was uh, a lot of snow, a <laughs> lot of snow on the trail, so we had to do mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, riding around. De- detours. And detours and all that. Made for a little bit of a slower trail. We didn't We didn't go back far like at all not as deep the, as we thought because the snow and the waters were so high oh yeah mm-hmm. um th- you know f- those creeks flat creek and little nochina and uh-huh. nochina they're all like raging dude yeah there's was no it way. sketch enough where we didn't want to risk it oh you didn't cross any of them no, no we did we one we did flat a couple creek times the one time and it was like eh. yeah risky yeah i mean it was good with a side by side but we had one four-wheeler with us and like he couldn't cross where we went so we had to do an alternate route, and then we realized, like, oh, no, we're gonna just going to have to hop this thing. And, uh, I mean, there's just, like, it was to the point where there was an opportunity if if someone were, were to put their machine in a deep enough hole yeah. that you could suck some water. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and it could make, a, make for a really crappy, yeah. you know, variable to deal with. So we saw, we saw some ptarmigan, and um, we saw a, a beautiful white wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, that was up there by himself. Um, what was he up to? He was just chilling up there. Good question. I don't by know. Himself. He, he, yeah, he was by himself, just kind of bouncing around. It almost looked like he was like ptarmigan hunting. Yeah, yeah. Or he was feeding too. He was eating grass. Yeah, was watching him. Eat. But he looked like very he healthy. Very healthy. Big, big. Uh-huh. Nice big wolf. You can see him from the naked eye. I mean, he, he looked healthier away. than that scraggly moose that went by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's all we saw. We didn't see any caribou. We didn't see any bears. We saw bear tracks. Yeah. Um, ptarmigan in that, um, but just basically rode and ate and and shot um, some guns. You know, some some of the guys brought out some of their new guns. Um, did a little target shooting. Did you guys bring the new gun out? No, we uh, we did. We bring it. No, no, no. we want to get a scope on it still. I think. And you need yeah, to no. though soon. We need a scope on it and break it in. And yeah. Yeah, all that. We didn't shoot as much as we thought. You just after like getting stuck and the I wasn't really in the mood. It was so you know, hot. Chad Chad wanted to shoot, and I I kind of felt like he was a little disappointed because yeah. I know he wanted to shoot more. Because he was like, "Let's shoot," and I was kind of kind of like, oh, "I'm good." We just I just wasn't in the. I don't know. I think, I think after for me, that late night mood, mood thing, and like, yeah. 
you know, not like intimidated by the by the firearms because he had that badass like tactical forty five seventy and the blackout and man, he had some awesome firepower. But I was just like, what's a blackout? Uh, like a tactical, like the three hundred blackout tactical, kind of like an AR platform. Oh, okay. But he's got his like with the Riker grip and he's got some. I I can't geek out on that shit because I don't know anything about tactical yeah. uh-huh. firearms. Um, but it's forty five seventy uh-huh. is that fucking thing, man. It's like straight, like looks like a tactical rifle uh-huh. lever action. Yeah. So it's got like the it's got like the the vented barrel and uh-huh. like the upper rail, and then he's got the badass like red dot scope. Uh-huh. It's like all tactical style, but yeah. then it's lever action with the oh, three hundred grain. Cool. So it's just the yeah. perfect brush gun, close yeah. range. Like I gotta have one. Like that thing That's is sweet. one of the coolest guns I've ever seen. Like I wish I had that. That's like what you should take with you on the bear hunt with Jake. Is that gun mm. over the three seventy five? Yeah, like well, I that mean, lever that, action makes it. Yeah, yeah I mean, if too. you had some real, real close, close. Mm-hmm. Which with uh, Jake, he's going trad bow on that, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. And after what we just dealt with, you're yeah. going to be close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you're probably going to have to, you know, most likely somebody. Well, going to bring a cannon. 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 Maybe borrow Carlos 500. Just pull your arms back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would do a <laughs> rifle. I think it's not fun yeah, to shoot, I'm gonna, dude. I'm definitely doing a rifle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we didn't see a lot of people out there. Um, Only we the saw one, one other group that these guys had to help. They had a breakdown. Um out there and we and then chad and kyle went down there and helped them out and then no one really broke down except on the end on the way out one of the the guys in our crew went on a super deep hole oh really and his brand Water new hole. like polaris xp 1000 whatever crew really crew thing like the whole back end was just like sunk and got water in uh. there and got water and all over the place and yeah, yeah. had to rechange the belt. Yeah, he sucked water in the clutch, water in the motor. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and these guys had like left like t- two hours at least before us. Mm-hmm. And we caught up to them yeah. and they're like, sh- the whole machine's like broke down and they're like trying to fix things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Did they have enough oil to no, dump it? And- no, mm-hmm. no. So he had a, but we were like five minutes from the. Oh, okay. They broke down literally like five minutes before yeah. the, the Couldn't parking lot. Could be a better yeah, spot, yeah, yeah. yeah. actually. So he just kind of rode it there. Was it like on the main trail to Monument? Uh, before that, before you make that initial climb, there's all those like beaver ponds. Yeah, yeah. He just chose a wrong one oh, and yeah. had a huge. Oh, it was hole. like well after Four Corners. Like we were past. No, it was four right corners. in the beginning. It was mm-hmm. literally like right yeah. in the beginning. You could damn near see the the highway from oh, where. Oh man, that's such a bummer. Yeah, they're almost there. Well, and what's ironic is when we came in <clears throat> on Friday night, I was just mobbing along. And I was about to just go because everybody was like going around the water, uh-huh. and then me and Daniel went through a couple water holes. Like, dude, they're all yeah. shallow. Yeah, and it's like we don't you just go through them. And I'm bop 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 and cruising, and I <laughs> I go to go through the hole that he went through, and it's only like ten feet wide. It's a uh-huh. tiny gap, but it's like it's probably if you stood in it, it's probably up to your chest. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like five feet deep. It's just like bam, and it just like must be where the water when it when it. Thaws the water just runs and like digs the hole. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm clipping along. Daniel's recording with the GoPro. 
And I just about go in it, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And I, like, swerve right. Uh-huh. And there's, like, a little shallower little part to the right that connects to another little body uh-huh. of water, and it's only, like, a foot deep. And I looked to my left, and I had um, uh, polarized shades on because uh-huh. the sun was still hitting us. I looked to the left, and I couldn't see the bottom of that thing. Oh, man. So I was like, oh, damn. And I just about went in. Yeah. And I yeah. just, at the very last second... Because I remember, Dan, you were like, whoa, you know, because I messed, like, yeah. it was abrupt. I couldn't even yeah. warn you. I was just like, oh, shit. And then, sure enough, coming back, you know, poor Gary, man, he yeah. went and put that big ass 20 foot long side by side, like, in it. <laughs> he said water was coming right in the windshield, like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a bummer, man. He's got to take it straight to the shop, get that oil drained. Because it was like, milk, brand new too. chocolate milk in his crane case, man. Mm. Yeah. That's what you. That's kind of what happens, though, man. When you want to go that like route, as far as that game, that level, you know, you want to yeah. start going deep backcountry ATV, like side by side. What is it, Jack? You got the picture of the Honda upside down in the yeah, creek. I yeah, mean, my, yeah. I always carry six extra quarts <coughs> of oil yep. for that oil. reason. Yeah, yep. that's a good. That's a really good point. Yeah. And a filter, spark right plugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just get it all out. One thing from that trip that I, I, I really gathered was, like, especially going with Chad, he's, he's been doing it for, like, six years, so he's broken lots of stuff, and he's figured out, like, what his, what his machine needs and then, yep. like, what gear he needs and, like, seeing how his stuff was suited up. And then Roger had the little traction little things, and, like, there was, like, so much. Um, everybody had, like, a little something. Yeah. Snatch pitch, tow rope. Mm-hmm. And I have a few things, but I'm like, okay, I need that, I need that. Okay, and I need a rack on top so I can put all this shit on the top. Yeah. So, because it's different when you're riding four wheelers, you can just get out and pull them out. Yeah. Or you three, come on, let's push this four wheeler out. Yeah. You know, or roll it over. Yeah, yeah. Like a side by side is different. It breaks axles and yeah. is heavy. So it needs mm-hmm. like heavy duty tow ropes and, and tools and clutches and axles and yeah. like i'm not trying to go that deep but i mean just having some of that equipment is like really critical yeah. so it was a great like learning curve for me yeah. um and i've ridden my taking my side by side on a few times with the family but that was a little bit more of a technical ish uh, ride uh-huh. where i got to test it and kind of yeah. t- test its metal a little bit and figure out like okay like i need to have some stuff yeah moving forward especially take the whole family out you know yeah. what i mean yeah so yeah we uh we use like a forum for those polarises that um the other guys at moose camp bring in and uh they kind of make sure there's like an extra clutch and a bunch of extra stuff <laughs> for all the different components that other people have broke down or we have before but that's why i ride before yeah and do still. yeah do the, all the guys ride the same yeah quad? yeah they all have the same so side the parts are all interchangeable yeah it's yeah. like polaris ranger that's pretty smart, you know, when you think about, when you go out with a group, we do that with our Argos at Moose Camp. We, like, specifically got the second Argo to match the first yeah. one, so everything's interchangeable. Yeah. Like, there's no part, one part different than anything, yeah. so that we can, we just have this, like, 80-pound bag of, duffel bag of parts, mm-hmm. you know, belt, you know, bolts, pins, you know, rollers, yeah. you know, the yeah. stuff that you need that you break and... Yeah. That way, one guy's like, oh, I got the KM, I got the Yamaha, I got the Players. So like, well, shit, man, my belt don't fit on yours. Yeah. My oil won't go in yours. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, well, speaking about the boots, um, can you hear me good on this one? Yeah. Yeah. About the same. Yeah. Okay, sounds yeah. good. 
Um, and, and those of you that are maybe listening, um, all this stuff's going to be on our YouTube as well. Um, if you're trying to get a visual on it, but we'll try to explain it as best as we can on audio. Um, and we are talking about bringing the, uh, the muck boots is what I normally wear when I'm going to go on an ATV ride or something. Cause you're always in and out of water, but it was so hot. The knee, knee high style. The knee high style. Yeah. I, um, I decided to bring my Sellaways. Um, and these boots I got, these are the Sellaway Men's Crow GTX uh, boots that I got at REI. They're on sale. And looking online right now, they're $279.95. I think I paid $150 for them at REI. They're like on their whatever sale they Call have. Kind of sale, yeah. Some kind of sale. Um, so these are Gore-Tex waterproof synthetic boots. Um, I normally just use these to go like deer hunting, um, summertime, like hiking. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest these to go like on an insane, like week long sheep hunt or anything like that. I don't think they're that durable. Um, they do have the ability to put, um, crampons on. I have really, really wide feet. And that was one of my main concerns with these because they're a little bit narrow. Mm -hmm. um, but what I did, actually, I wore them the first time when I went with you mm -hmm. um, and Ben and them on that sheep hunt, and it was just pouring rain. So I wore deer, them deer hunt. on a deer hunt, yeah. and it would, they just got sopped. Yeah. So that synthetic just, like, formed to my foot oh, with these. Yeah. Um, and they got the Vibram sole, which is, like, what you want, you know, on a sole. A Gore-Tex so that they're waterproof. Um, and I put the super feats in there, mm -hmm. um, because of my That's arches are, my arches are insane. <laughs> um, I'm like uh, St. Louis over here on my feet. It's full curve. <laughs> full <laughs> curve off. Just because the full um, curve. But curve I really love the these boots, kick. um, the, for the price that I got them, they're really cheap and, uh, they're great for just like summer hiking. If you're going to go hiking around in the mountains in Chugach or whatever, um, deer boot, um, early season, um, you know, they're not like the warmest. I don't, I think they're like lightly insulated. I want to say 200 gram, I believe. Right. Yeah. You could be right on that. Yeah. Um, but these are, you know, perfect for that. I wish I would have brought the gators and just a quick mention on the gators. Um, I use the QU gators The I want to say they're called Yukon gators. And yep. I know that you've mm -hmm. tried um, a lot of the other Gators. Yeah, I brought I, them all in today. Like five oh, you did? Okay, so maybe you can go into that. I, I do feel as if uh, the QU ones are one of the top tier ones. Mm. Um, Agreed. I've had the same Gators for like almost 10 years now. And uh, they're legit, dude. They're, all the straps are still working on them. Um, keeps you pretty much waterproof up to your knee. Um, so, so, yeah, so these are the... Uh, Sellaway Men's Crow GTXs um, that I use for like summertime, you know, deer hunting stuff, light light stuff. You know, it's not going to be freezing. But they're still pretty heavy duty. They're like mid range. I mid say. mid range, like mountain, like training hiker slash. Like you could definitely do a eighty pound pack weekender, like camping. Yeah, and and have the ankle stability or ankle support the the traction yeah so like on um, kasugi ridge or any of these yeah. like weekender trips dealing with any shale or sharp rocks yeah. like it, yeah. that thing holds up it's yeah. a good bit. I'll, I'll wear these um these are legit um so any of that sellaway stuff i know this it's not really a really really known brand um they got an rei and of course you can buy everything online um they've held up i mean i don't know exactly I how many miles ago it's, it's european boot i want to say like romanian or something like that yeah good remember question. looking into them um but it's a, it's a proven boot. It's got the uh, Vibram 
sole and and they're pretty easy to put on they got this flex thing i wouldn't say like the ankle support is like all that great yeah um it's like a mid-level boot but enough lower for, end on stiffness for sure yeah 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 and really light they're really really light they're really really light synthetic. and when they get wet right you mentioned that yeah. on the kasugi a couple of years ago when your feet were wet you're like dude these things yeah they don't like sop it up Mm-mm. you know so i really like those um so those are these are the like kind of mid-range ones and then these bad boys here um let me switch the page on this so those are italian Selloways are Italian? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Oh, they are, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. They a lot of these good boots, boots are made in Italy, yeah. but yeah. Um, maybe they're, like, made in Romania or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think the tag on the tongue says it. Does it? Maybe. Uh, made in Romania, you're right. Nice. And see? Oh, look at you. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's a lot of manufacturing in Romania. Yeah. Well, shout out to them. They made the good boots. Yeah, they did. And they're pretty, man. They're like red and black and cool. orange seal. I mean, they're all they're dirty really now. really pretty when you bought them at first. Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah, were walking. I was like, damn. Yeah, what's I was up? stunting on them. Full mount model? Just <laughs> <laughs> Then you get them dirty and that's it. Yeah, I like that. And the red kind of turns pink. Yeah. The but faded red's good. Yeah, yeah. They look nice. Yeah. They have character. Yeah. And then uh, these these are the uh, my sheep boots. Um, if I'm going to go on a 10-day or something heavy backpack. True mountaineering boot. True mountaineering boot. And these are the Scarpa Fuego boots. Um, these ones also I got on sale. I want to say I got them at the REI, like garage sale. There was one previous owner. He must have just like warm around the house and then decided mm-hmm. he didn't want them. Yeah. So I ended up getting them on sale i think i want to spend spend like 199 on them nice and online really? yeah dude oh my gosh online they're 389 now i would su- i would suggest th- these are the fuegos there's one step up i want to say they're called the wrangler and that's the one that cisco and my brother mm-hmm. have yeah and those ones are gore-tex um like waterproof these aren't oh, these aren't okay. like th- these don't have the gore-tex yeah and those um the wrangler one has like the rubber that comes mm-hmm. around this heel like that yeah. um so I, you know that's the, like the next step yeah. up um but these have been great dude like i've had these for how long man like eight years mm-hmm. these yeah, have been on our like first one mm-hmm. you know five sheep hunts yeah. you know numerous goat hunts and I'm still gonna rock them again this year. I mean, the ankle support is amazing, and of course, I got the super feet in there yeah. um, for the high arch. Yeah, the sole, and the Vibram sole, still looks really good. Yeah, it's still, and I mean, like I said, these have been they got miles it. on them. Yeah, they got a lot of miles on them, and they still got some life in them. I'll probably rock them at least one more year, but I probably would get the Wranglers, mm-hmm. the next ones up. So you'll stick with Scarpa too. I would because when I went, I tried a bunch on. I know I had the Caracorums before. Mm-hmm. I've tried several on. And just one bit of advice, like, don't go into a store like specific brand. Yeah. Just yeah. go in and try them all on and just see which one really mm-hmm. fits your yeah. foot, you know, because yep. everyone's foot's a little bit different. But these just fit like, you know, like I said, I had the Caracorums and I tried them and they just weren't for me. They were too narrow. They were too tight. And then once mm-hmm. I put on these Scarpa Fuegos, they were legit. And the difference between these and the Wrangler ones is basically Gore-Tex. Yeah. So these are, like, not waterproof. Yeah, even Gore-Tex is going to be the liner on the inside. Yep. Yep. Um, but these have been super legit. Um, I would recommend them 100%, and I'm going to rock them again. Are they insulated? No. No. These are not. I think that's what the Wranglers are. Mm. These are These are not. Oh, they're, they're 200 gram as well. Yeah. I oh, believe. these are? No, no, the, the Wranglers. The I think Wranglers that's the are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a slight insulation um, to them. There might be an uninsulated and insulated model. Okay, okay. But when they say insulated, it's like just a couple hundred grams. Yep. yep. I mean, 
you know, some like super boot geek is probably call me out on that, but yeah, you and, know, and we're not experts, guys. We're not like nah. super boot guys. Mm-hmm. And I know that this this tongue thing comes out right here. Um, to loosen up if you want to like adjust the height on that. Oh, or, that's cool. I didn't or whatever, that. so you can get a little bit more support. And the ankle support, I mean, like I've carried, you know, 120 pound pack on this thing for days and days and days. Yeah, what is that, like a, a 10 inch? Ooh, good question. Nine? Nine inch, maybe? Uh, yeah, something probably there. Between eight and 10, I want to say. Really good ankle. Right like above perfect the ankle. To just, yeah, yeah. It goes kind of the very bottom of your shin when it's all laced up. Yeah. So these scarpers have just been amazing and you could pick them up at rei i know uh, barney's has the wrangler ones mm-hmm. um if you're looking to get those um so that's what i've been rocking right there yeah nice breakdown yeah so uh we'll take a quick break real quick and then we'll get into uh what jack's rocking there barney sports chalet supplying hunters with the best hand selected gear since 1963 barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear or the shale infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska. These products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. Arbor Capital. Arbor Capital is based in Anchorage, Alaska, and it's your go-to wealth management company. Arbor Capital is at the forefront of digital assets and cryptocurrencies. If you've been looking to invest your hard-earned money or you just want to learn more about crypto, blockchain technology, or digital investments, give their website arborcapital.io a visit. What's great about Arbor is they provide a low-cost, transparent, research-based investment strategy for digital assets and traditional investments as well. ArborCapital.io is your first step in putting your money to work. Let one of Arbor's investment professionals walk you through your options for financial growth and security. Start investing for the future today at ArborCapital.io. Arbor Capital, your Alaska digital asset company. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bedliners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. Oh, you're up there. Oh, Sorry. there we Turn go. The we're we're there. back. We're back. We should look that up, though. That's kind of a cool little symbol there. Yeah. On these yeah, I mean, La like Sportivas, a, there's like this like anchor looking thing. Like a should rope. look at that. What is it? Where? All oh, the green? Yeah, oh, you see the little like, right there. Thing? Oh, that's. Is that, I thought isn't it was that so you crampons can, or something? Oh, I no, I think. Oh, that's oh, where. Oh, yeah, it's a. It, all it is is reinforcement for this right here. 
Oh, so you get the, the, where you put the strap over the yeah. top, mm-hmm. reinforces yeah. it. Yeah. Or is that to show that it locks? Remember those Karakorums like locked in that bottom well, that, part. That's that's what it. That part's cool because it keeps the laces from loosening when when the when the like if your knot comes loose on the top, mm-hmm. like the boot stays tight or on your foot. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go into detail when I break my boot down and it jacks up. But yeah. I got one it's of those cool. too. I like to use it. I always keep it engaged. But the the way that it's kind of like threaded in with like almost like a rope instead of the normal stitching, it flows through it a little easy right there. Anyway, um, so I, I ran Danners forever. So that's like what we grew up using were Danner boots. And I love Danners. Um, lo- I mean, love them. Um, they break into your foot. They're really good boots you do everything with. We used to sheep hunt with them, go hunt with them, go hiking in them. Um, but then um, all the boot companies started making better stuff. So I, I started to switch. And so in 2006, I switched to um, from Danner to an Asolo pair. And it was a lot like your Selawas. Um It was kind of like their heavy-duty trail backpacking boot, which is, you know, it was Gore-Tex. It's think they still sell it it's it was uh if we looked it up we could find it but um i see it at rei still and it's still like the same gray but um after i got these scarpas and I, so now i use scarpa um the grand drew grx gtx gtx so yeah they're gore gore-tex i got those boots in 2017 and they're i mean they're super rigid mountaineering boots um but i love them and everything I do um, in Alaska has some sort of vertical kind of aspect to it. So um, I found myself never using the solos at all. Um, so on one of the Kodiak deer hunts, I give them to my brother. So um, mm. what got me into Scarpa was uh, about t- 10 years ago, um, I started, um, I swapped over to the, one of their approach shoes, which is called the Scarpa Crux 2 shoe. And I love that shoe. Um, it forms your foot. My, I've had uh, multiple f- foot injuries and, um, I have some mm. atrophy in my right foot. So I'm able to like tighten it where I need it tightened closer to, um, like my toe knuckles. The orange one. Here? Yeah. That orange one right there. Yeah. And so, um, man, love that shoe. It's basically the same shoe from 10 years ago. Um, uh, it's called crux two now, um, instead of the original crux. Um, so yeah, I finally worn mine out. My toe went out the right side um what do they call that rubber around the toe um around like the um uh, yeah that has a it? name yeah <laughs> anyway my toe went out that so i finally uh bought a new pair this year and they're really reasonably priced they're like a hundred and yeah rei 139 bucks um so anyway i got really in i really liked the scarpa approach shoe um, and had heard really good things about the Scarpa boots and, uh, but they were just kind of like outside my price range. I think at the time I bought these, they were 600 bucks and, um, that's just, uh, that's a lot. it's hard to do for a boot that you've yeah, never worn. They're five, four here online. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So 500 bucks. So, um, for anyone looking to buy a boot, um, but my strategy was find the boot I wanted to wear and then, um, buy them in november when everything's on sale so that's what i did <laughs> and uh actually gideon bought the same boots as me he still wears them and he loves them and he he's operating at a kodiak now um but we both got them on sale so um 
definitely they walk stiff these boots are ultra stiff they're a mountaineering boot so um not really cool for like flat ground um that's not mushy but what i did find is that a lot of the flat ground i walk in is like at the bottom of a mountain or something and it is mushy and i don't mind having that really rigid sole um and then that what the rigid sole does bring is you'll be uh throwing in your, your toes going up some steep shale and i can just sit parallel to you know per perpendicular to the mountain with just my toes dug in and um effortlessly so really love that and then um some of the other boots are doing it but on the the toe big toe side it's kind of cockeyed to where where the sole attaches to the boot and so you can really like kick in with the inside mm. um and hold yourself so you can see like where these are just like worn in from kicking yeah um and i love that so i'll kick in um kind of right in front of the big toe or on my inner side of the big toe and just hold myself in steep terrain um really great um it's I, called the toe bumper is that what that's called yeah. the toe bumper the toe bumper is love like that. the toe bumper a what? wrap around the toe there and something about Scarpa's toe bumpers. So mine on the um, approach shoes lasted 10 years. My, my toe actually mm. created the first hole through it from the inside. Oh, yeah, they got they, it on there they just, they don't peel back. And so I've had hockey skates and all kinds of other stuff that have these, that they just break down. But yeah, so my crispies are doing that since 2017. I mean, they're still in damn good shape. Um, I like the suede. I didn't think I would. I would thought it would it mm. wouldn't weather as well. But as long as you keep it, you know, use like a, a suede oil care, um, it actually holds up really good and it's super easy to clean. So, um, I, and I try to take really good care of these boots. So probably two or three times a year, three times a year probably I clean them up really good and and re oil them. Um, the the other thing I really like about them is that they have this inner toe, inner tongue. Mm. So this inner tongue prevents it first is like a snug fit. It makes it easy to get in and out, but it, it prevents like the snake bite. Oh, oh yeah, the yeah, lace yeah. bite on the your, lace on bite. your yeah. shin. Yeah. So um, in, Oh my goodness. In, I've had that and it is really, yeah. really hard to deal with. Yeah. It's brutal. So um, I really like that feature, having this inner tongue, and it makes it much more comfy on the front of your foot as you're walking. Yeah. So it, it, it's a super comfortable boot. I, I like hiking in this boot, like just pleasure hiking. Does, um, the, does the toe part, like mine has a similar, but it has like a Velcro thing there. Uh, so it can go up or down? No, this doesn't. Okay. No. Mm. No, Those it's, it's almost like it's too. Own, it, they are, they're 200 grams. Mm -hmm. So, which is enough for what everything I do. Um, I feel like that's like the perfect amount because if you get into cooler conditions, you like are wishing you had some insulation just a little bit. And then if you are hiking, you get hot, yeah. you can just peel your boots off. Yeah. yeah. Cool your feet off or right. stick them in a Creek or something. If you're like really hot conditions yeah. or wear thicker socks when it's cold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I always feel like, I would rather, it's probably a great debate on uninsulated or insulated boot. Yeah. Like, what's your preference? And I think I think that's why they do that 200, because it's like just a little bit. Yeah. But it like, yeah. versus the pronghorn that's like 800, Phil. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? One it's thing like, I will say about that is because mine aren't 
very insulated compared it's to lighter, the Wrangler. Though. They're lighter. They tr- they dried out faster. Oh, way faster. Well, right. Because if you're crossing rivers and you're not, mm-hmm. like, I just walk mine dry. I don't bring, like, the overboot. I just... Just go across. Walk them dry. Walk them dry. They walk get we'll get walked dried faster. Yeah, yeah don't matter. Yeah, I see. I don't do this walk the dry thing. Walk boots dry thing. I don't like that <laughs> at all. So I don't like wet feet, and um, so I do everything that I can not to get wet feet. I'll take off boots and cross a river before I do that. Um, that would suck. And these are heavy boots. They weigh two pounds. So it's like how much more water? How yeah, much oh, just suck that much water. heavier? Really heavy if you got them wet. <laughs> Yeah, not not. You're walking them dry for days. <laughs> yeah, no way. I'd still do it. Um, yeah, and so ju- just like the, my approach shoes, the laces go really far down towards the toe, and so I'm able to get that right. My right foot being much smaller and having that atrophy, I'm able to get that that toe side, the the lower foot real tight on this boot, but still keep the upper part pretty loose. Um. And like Brandon will talk about on his boots, it, it has like this little strap here that um, at like your ankle that c- kind of holds that tightness. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, with all round laces, I do, you know, the double wrap before the, my tie, which is important. So then I don't ever I just have, learned about that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's That's the move. That's mm-hmm. where it's at. Um, you like you hit the hook twice. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. When you, so all like when we grew <laughs> this, everyone think we're idiots, but, um, so when, when the, the shoe tying knot came out, mm-hmm. that was a flat lace. So the shoe okay. tying knot that we learned in school or at oh, home yeah. is not like, like a, the laces around is your, not like hockey around laces you got around lace. your, around oh, your sunglasses. I didn't, I didn't know right. that. Flat. That so makes sense, a round knot is tied differently. So you do the f- first normal thing. Can you do it over here? So in front of the camera. camera. Yeah, so everybody think we're idiots. But yeah, so what, 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 how's the story go? You like go around the tree. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so you do your normal. I used to have a song for my kids. I forgot yeah. it. First little twist around, uh-huh. right? You pull that tight and then you make your little rabbit ear and you go around or bunny ear or whatever. You go around once and that's normal. But you go around twice with, oh, it. And with then, the circle lace. Yeah. And then you go through mm. and it will never come undone. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Instead yeah. of doing it tw- bunny yeah. ear twice, yeah. you just go around twice. Ah. Yeah. My, uh, but does it come out just as easy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The same. It, it's, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, ah. Where's the... So when you go to do the loop around the bunny ear, you go twice. Yeah. And then you bring it through. Oh. Got it. Yeah. Got it. On the circle lace. That makes sense because yeah. all yeah. the original shoes were flat lace. Yeah. So, and it was actually pretty cool because someone showed me this and I was like, oh, my God. This is like in 2005 or something. And then uh, I was visiting my five-year-old um, cousins, my cousin's kids. Um, and second cousins. Yeah, I guess they would yeah. be second cousins. Yep. Yeah. And uh, they're twins. And the girl was on top of her game at five and was tying her <laughs> shoes. And I saw her do the double. And I looked up at her mom and I was like, did you just see that? And her, their mom had no clue. So I have no idea how she figured it out. I asked her, you know, how, why she does that. And well, she's she got like, tired of retiring them at recess. That's, so she's that's like, right. She figured it out on her own. But <laughs> she had right. round laces. Smart it kid, was cool. Man. Yeah. Would yeah. these here be considered flat? I'd say round. Those are round laces. Yeah, they're round. All yeah. of them are round, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, those are all round. They're just worn. Okay. Yeah. Also, all these. Out. And if you do that, then you don't have to do these like double knots and stuff. Like oh. you can just leave it and you're good. Um, don't do that with. I. You can still do it with flat laces too. And it'll and work. It, yeah, it works better than a single. Okay. Um, 
but it Maybe for, for the these skates. yeah so that's how i tie my hockey skates too but anyway uh, um for the insoles um you know i do like i do think that you know you should look at doing like a a boot insole like you have you have um smart feet daniel but uh i have custom insoles super feet yeah so um I, if you have insurance and you go to a um, physical therapist you can ask for that and then get custom insoles and lots of times your insurance will cover it or there's the sheep feet now that are yeah. out and there's a couple mm -hmm. other companies out there doing it sheep feet is a good one yeah mm -hmm. so i and i'm a firm believer in those so i have two pairs of those and they just swap so i don't have them in these boots right now because i only have two pairs and they just move between my shoes um the other thing is i i really like having a gore-tex pair of, paint, of boots um i just won't go in, go with anything that my feet can get wet in yep that's one upgrade i definitely would do yeah mm -hmm. gore-tex and they're crampon ready um full shank yeah I you I don't think you can resole these boots. Um, I haven't looked into it yet, but I feel like the sole is going to wear out before the boot. They're so hardy, um, so I hope they do um, or are have that flexibility for um, resoling. Nice, yeah. yeah those I wonder are someone beautiful around beautiful town boots. does that, or you got to send them in. Um, I think Boot Country. Yeah, they did. Oh, they country. do the boot Danners country. for sure there. Yeah. So. I bet they would do I, these. I mean, if I imagine they have resources and people they can reach out to, you know, down in the lower yeah. states that um, <clears throat> could. I've heard all these boots are rebuildable, from what I understand. Uh -huh. And I kind of was like, that makes sense when you're spending like three yeah. fifty to four hundred or right. five six hundred dollars on boots. Because um, the list on those scarpas is what that is that a five hundred dollar boot? Now it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. four ninety nine, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, you're going to use them for years and years and years. Like, oh, how long yeah. have you had those? Uh, I got these ones in 2017. I'll be using them for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they they held up really well. I mean, I wear these every day at Moose Camp. I wear them up caribou hunting. I wear them deer hunting. I, I do oh, you, wear them, you wear them even like whatever. You yeah, like, just, like Kasugi, restrict those to one thing. Kasugi Ridge, I would wear them. Like I got nice. rid of the solos because I love these boots. Yeah. Wow. So, um, and I don't mind having that the stiff soles. So, um, yeah. So like if my feet hurt one day and we're going up flat top and I don't want to wear my approach shoes, I wear these. Um, hmm. But not, you know, mostly the shoes. I'm yeah. looking to those for my yeah. next they're awesome boots mm. I, I really love them but gid has got them at the same time and he's such a lover of them that he got like a lighter pair it's it it's basically a similar boot from scarpa but it's lighter maybe that's like for, similar for to hiking. his sell away yeah maybe, maybe like that like mid-range yeah. not so heavy duty yeah. so that's a lot of boot to wear like on a day hike oh yeah i mean yeah, that's yeah. it's like serious business yeah. right there yeah and that's what those approach shoes are for. Like, I, I just love the approach shoes. So I'm kind of gone Scarpa. Um, but, it, you know, I've had all the other boots, too. Um, just for me, they, they fit really well. Yeah. And they hold up. Um, so. Yeah, it matters. Oh, I will say, though, I think the other part, important thing is I'm a sandal guy. And I swear by Chacos. So, you know, because Chacos have the good soles, you know, good grippy soles. And. So those are like kind of my three things. I got Chaco sandals, the Scarpa um, approach, and then these guys. Right on. Your feet love them. Yep. 
Yeah. And scarpas are also Italian made, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 So and they're just all up in those boots, dude. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they make yeah. awesome ski boots, too. Mm. I bet. Oh, Scarpa does? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't have any pairs of those, but they're, low, those are, they're a little Those are 1200 Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wear Rosies. You like looking um, at them in the catalog? <laughs> yeah. But, no, you just see it. And now they have, like, that uh, functionality where you can unclick so your boot rotates as you walk. Yeah. So it's like oh. walking in shoes. You're not in this like stiff nice. suit. Yeah. For a mere $1,500? Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> yeah. too. Like looking at these carpets are nine forty nine. Oh, yeah. That's intense. Yeah. It's next level. And I was happy I'm not, I'm that, that they actually came up with like a muted color because most of the scarpas are like that. And yeah. I don't like wearing like these the boots bright, that are showy. Like these yellow mm-hmm. super brights. Yeah, yeah. Or the blue ones. Yeah. Or those are solos. Those are solos. Yeah, so I was That's glad. That's a beautiful boot, yeah. though. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right, well, we'll uh, take a break, and we'll come back yeah. and, and hear uh, what B's working with. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day, because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. All right, we're back. We're back. Yeah. All right, cool. So I was going to, like, kind of shift the, the angle a little bit on my breakdown. Um, it's more of like an evolution of mountain boot. Mm-hmm. So like where I kind of started and then transitioned and then like where I'm at now. And then what my new 
like searches for the next boot. So some might criticize me for um Daniel, can you hear me my cider by chance? Yeah. Um some might criticize me for like because I'm kind of like classic the guy that like you could just buy once, cry once, and buy like the really good quality, highly reviewed piece of equipment once and spend shit tons of money instead of buying three or four things that end up adding up to what that one thing yeah would have cost you. The Kirby deal. Yeah. And like, so I have like little personal battles with like, I've bought couple two or three spotting scopes that had i just bought the really really nice one <laughs> i'd have the really really nice one by now yeah. but as it pertains to like boots and tents and bags and fishing poles and just like different things i feel like it'd be great to just swipe the credit card or take the cash you saved up and like go buy that like high dollar thing and just be like done but i like to try gear and test gear and I, I what i really love to do is find things that are not expensive that perform really really well mm-hmm. but they don't break the bank but they go toe-to-toe yeah. with like that badass shit yeah. and you don't find that in everything no some things are like that was a dud yeah. you know and some things you're like man i got this cheap thing this 20 dollars pair of pants from costco and they go toe-to-toe with the 300 yeah. So, yeah so every once in a while you find that and it's just like worth it yeah. you know it's like ah see this is my style so my like evolution of boots is balling on a budget, right? Mm-hmm. So I started mountain hunting uh, late in life because number one, it's an expensive hobby. Um, I didn't get brought up doing it. Um, I didn't have partners or buddies that did it, so I didn't have any like support until I found my group mm-hmm. that got me into it. Yeah. Cisco Daniel, they were kind of the catalyst for it, and so. Um, you know, as I started getting heavy into hunting, I just, I would purchase things, and it was like, man, I got to buy this, that, and the other. So it was like always kind of like picking and choosing what I spent a lot of money on and what I went cheap on. So my first pair of like real deal hunting boots was what I'm pretty sure is a lot of guys like starter first boot. I think even Kevin Dana mentioned it when he was here on the podcast, and it was just like it hit close to my heart because he's like you know you could just start out and get the danner pronghorns mm-hmm. i'm like oh shit that was me yeah they're 199 yeah right well, there's nothing wrong with that no. whatever gets no, you in there no 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 i mean they i got it went to army navy yeah okay i didn't go to rei i didn't go to amh i didn't yeah. go to you know Boot the, the boutique badass yeah. gucci mountaineering store which they got all the good stuff yeah. i went to army navy which has good stuff yeah yeah but it's like they got the really low end and they got the really high end and they got the in between. Yeah. And I'm like the in between. So, Darren Pronghorns got them on sale. Got them for like $169 even. Nice. And uh, tried them on. And I'm like, I'm going moose hunting. So, I'm not going in the mountains. I'm not doing anything rugged. I just want like some good ankle support. So, I get the pronghorns. And the pronghorns have like this ridiculous, like, I want to say 11 inch yeah, high tall. ankle. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. they're a little. Too tall. Like, yeah. I thought this was what I needed. Yeah. But and then I cl- I realized later, like, I don't need to put a cast on. You know, I just <laughs> yeah. need some good ankle support because I have really, really bad ankles. So, uh, go with the pronghorns, first moose hunt. Um, it was a really, really unusual season that year. It got really cold. It snowed. It froze. And when these boots get wet, 
they freeze like a ice cube. Oh yeah. yeah. And this eight hundred gram of insulate yeah. in here yeah. is just basically an ice cube you keep slipping your foot in <laughs> each and every day. <laughs> I don't and they like don't insulate. they don't really walk dry real good. Yeah. So again, not a little bit on the naive side. Mm-hmm. On a budget. Yeah. Danner. Danner's a brand. Oh, yeah, Danner's brand. A, a very oh, reputable yeah. brand. My brother's got some logging boots that are like like some I think Cisco's got them. I won't say the first word, but they're yeah. they're some yeah. I won't say any words about what he names those boots, but um <laughs> anyway, they're like he they almost go up to his knee, they like lace up, like yeah. almost up. So these ones are a little bit more um hunting style. Those are like logger, like yeah. you know, protect your shin from your chainsaw type stuff. So um you know, the, this boot offers ankle support. It's got insulation, great construction, stitching. It's got the toe, the, um, what do we call it? The toe, kick toe, toe guard. Yeah, toe uh, guard. Toe guard. Toe, I just box, said toe guard. I got it written down over there in my notes. But anyway, so uh, beginning of evolution for Brandon and his boots, Danner Pronghorn, 800 fill, $200 boot, awesome traction, two moose hunts, a sheep hunt, with them, you brought those on the sheep hunt. Two sheep one? hunts. I did. I oh. did the, the the Kenai and the Brooks. Oh, really? Two years back to back with these, and um, the bottom still looks legit. I know, right? Like, I mean, yeah. they're not like terribly. That's their own. Destroyed. That's their own soul, right? That's their own soul. This isn't a Vibram. This is Danner's. Um, this is their patent pending huh. Terra Force soul. Huh. Um, do you Great. like some of their higher end boots have the Vibram? I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean, my, I once my, I went from this boot, yeah. I went to you know the 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 more mountaineering yeah. uh, branded boots. But I wanted to make sure I gave this boot enough run yeah. to to tell the guy uh-huh. like me or the guy that's just very very frugal. Mm-hmm. This boot will do everything you need it to do. Yeah. You don't need a La Sportiva. You yeah. don't need a Scarpa. You don't need a Lawa. You don't need a Zamberlin. Yeah. A Scarpa. This boot right here. We'll go every single place you ever want to go. Yeah. It gets a little heavy when it's wet. It's very cold when it's wet. Mm -hmm. Um, Awesome traction. Kind of a waffle stomper. Holds a lot of mud and Mm. snow. So, like, you're, when you're stepping. Yeah, I call it like a waffle stomper. Brings the dough up. Yeah, like, like, you know, like a waffle machine. Like, like, it just, like, sticks in the little (laughs) crevasses, you know? It, like, holds stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> versus the vibram where it kind of like sheds it. Mm-hmm. Got it. So I'll find when I'm like I'm I'm all of a sudden like my boots I'm packing packing mm-hmm. packing. All of a sudden I'm like damn my feet just got heavy mm-hmm. and you're just packing mud and like oh, yeah. stuff mm-hmm. and you got to kind of like kick your feet yeah, together yeah. and kind of break it loose. So just a few things that that were caveats to the boot. Yeah. But want to make sure this boot gets enough run. Um, 800 gram insulated thinsulate, not the greatest. Gore Tex somewhat waterproof. Great boot. I mean that that is just like a you don't actually need anything more than that. That's mm-hmm. that thing just gets it done. You yeah, know? great and, introductory and, boot. I yeah, mean, and, like, and Kevin mentioned it too. And um, Kevin Dana of uh, Barney Sports Relay mentioned the same thing. Like when I first went into his store and I wanted like I was looking at all the first light and the Sitka and all the stuff and you know and he's like, I'm like yeah I got the Hilly Hansen ring gear. He's like that works. I'm like yeah but it's like heavy and rubber. He's like, what were guys using before all this shit came out? Yeah. I'm like well that's a good point. Yeah. But there's better stuff. Yeah. He's like, I know. I'm just trying to help you save some money. So it was just funny when he mentioned the pronghorn thing. So I'm like, damn, I think that's like every kind of hunter's entry mm-hmm. level started with Danners, you know, or yeah. whatever. Because that's what dad wore or uncle whoever wore. So yeah, uh, Danner pronghorns, great boot. Check them out. If you're balling on a budget, you're not trying to go with the Gucci stuff. Great boot. 
<clears throat> so, uh, round three. So, third mountain sheep hunt. I thought, I'm going to get some, like, mountaineering boots. Again, started looking at prices. I'm like, man, like, the I'm going to go shop around and let the boot find me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, that could be, like, oh, five or $600 never. I'm like, eh, yeah. I don't know if I'm quite at that level yet. So, cruising around in uh, one of the coolest outlet stores in town, um, Hoarding Marmot. Mm-hmm. Love hoarding marmot. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I stopped right. in there today. <laughs> yeah. Did you really? Yeah, I've been I'm there. Looking for the teepee, man. Hopefully oh they yeah, the the diamond, the yeah. black diamond. I just oh, they had them for a while. I know. When I go in there, they don't. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> so they had used ones. Yeah, they'll have even brand new or ones new sometimes. Ones. Mm. Like yeah. people use it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I think they're actual vendors for the brand, so they can actually like sell. Mm. retail new stuff too uh, so i've seen like new 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 yeah stuff they have new there. stuff too yeah so much like daniel's previous story where he found a scarpas at i think rei or something like that i just did my little weekly drift or whatever i did or bi-weekly drift through hoarding marmot my daughter had hockey practice at dempsey mm. so i go drop her off yeah on a sunday afternoon and i'd be like i'm gonna go to hoarding marmot yeah, see yeah. if i can find something yeah um so i drift in there and because you know i'm very to like be for the record i'm very frugal mm-hmm. when it comes to hunting gear because mm-hmm. i like to buy multiple things so i i need to buy it for a good price yeah. right like i can't buy the 600 pair of boots i'll buy two or three three hundred dollar yeah. <laughs> pair of boots so anyway so i'm drifting through there come across uh la sportiva great brand um our hunting partner cisco had some really nice La Sportivas that he was rocking for a couple of years, looked into them like, oh, that's a really reputable Italian boot. So I'm cruising through. I come across the, these Karakorums, and they look brand new. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, these things are, like, clean. So I walk up. I'm like, hey, these look, like, new. Are they used? She's like, the guy tried them on and didn't like them and brought them in here. I'm like, great. They've never even got, like, they didn't yeah. touch dirt. Yeah. And I want to say they were, like, at the time, I think I got them for two, like one ninety nine. Uh-huh. They're like a three hundred and twenty or three hundred thirty dollar oh, boot nice. or something like that. So I'm like, oh man, the price is good. They're Las Sportivas. This has got to work, right? But the ankle is a little short, right? Like compared to what I was rock- yeah, rocking on the Danner. Like so I was kind of like six mm-hmm. six inches. No, I want to say that these guys right here, are like a ten. I think that's like eight. eight. These are ten. But this is a nine. That's a six. Just well, kind quick, of guessing. I think that's a seven. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we could probably do a quick spec on, on that. Anyway, so throw them on. I'm like, ooh, these are stiff, and my foot's wide, and 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 immediately my foot was like, nah, mm-hmm. like these ain't the ones. But my pocketbook yeah. was like, well, I can maybe break them in, or yeah. you know. And if anybody knows anything about mountaineering boots, they don't break in. Your foot breaks into the boot. Yeah. All right. It's like. Well, just really quick. Those are the first ones I bought and I took them up. On, you never actually rocked them on a hunt though. No, I t- I didn't because I took them up on somewhere, flat top or somewhere. And then after that, I was like, there's no way uh-huh. I could do like a long hunt with these. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're gnarly. So I went and mm-hmm. took them back. Yeah. Yeah. So what I kind of like my overall assessment, not to jump too far ahead on the, on this particular boot, cause I'm. La Sportiva is an amazing brand, builds a lot of beautiful products. Um, these boot, I, I felt like is like the entry-level mountaineering boot 
that you can like build up to the mm-hmm. you know 500 range of 600 7000 you know where you can start getting into like the mount everest type shit but um these were you know like they're basic this is what la sportiva builds in a structural strong mm-hmm. stiff boot and i started doing some like research and i was like man there's like guys that went over to afghanistan and it's like really rugged shit took them on multiple tours with heavy packs mm-hmm. i read up on guys that were hunting with them guys that were hiking with them i'm like all right well they they get around mm-hmm. and they they perform so i'll give it a chance and and structurally it's actually a really really well-built boot um as far as like the laces the suede the leather i mean it's real it's real stiff. real real mm-hmm. very stiff boot um not a very comfortable boot for a guy with a wide foot. Mm, that was my problem with it. Yeah, so I like really, really, really struggled with this boot uh, initially. So I put a lot of miles on them. I hiked flat top like 15 times. I wore a pack. I, I was wearing them on camping trips. I purposely got them, went and got them like soaked and walked around for them in a couple of miles on a day and just was like trying to break these boots in and just never really could get them quite broke in until we went to the brooks and we did like i don't know man i think we like clocked like 75 miles mm-hmm. on that hunt total um in the mountains and it was like the end of the trip they finally yeah. started getting comfortable yeah, yeah. um but again this boot was really an, uh, a great transition from that like danner mountaineering excuse me Danner hunting boot to a mountaineering boot and learning what your foot likes, what the boot does in terms of traction, stiffness. Um, it's really got this really badass lace lock where it like... I did like that about it, those. When you pull it tight, this little, mm-hmm. this loop locks down. Mm-hmm. So it pinches your um yeah. laces over and oh back to those danners real quick i got the worst lace bite of my life mm. with those mm-hmm. right here in this yeah, section yeah you could see that yeah and uh i realized later i was just snugging them up way too tight right there yeah. whereas i could lace them tight leave that lace yeah. loose and then go tight again and leave yeah. that like section yeah I just hot, hot tip skip the lace skip yeah. that lace yeah, or just let that yeah, one be loose, loose and then there. tighten it above oh, it. Yeah. So you can go tight, tight, loose, tight. You can yeah. like factor it up because where I really needed the ankle support was up here, mm-hmm. not in the top of mm-hmm. my ankle because what happened is I got lace bite so bad that it dug in and actually made a blister, Yeah, dug into the skin, dug into the tissue, but it actually was rubbing so deep that a week after the sheep hunt, I could barely walk because oh, of man. the depth of the tissue pain. Oh, I felt that why you have a wood leg? Bite. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, and I actually went in, in like into detail and like researched Lace Bite and yeah. found a movie called Lace Bite. Mm. These women played like a hockey. I was just going to say it's got to like, be a hockey. Yeah, it was like these all women, they all went to this rink and they played like a, don't quote me on this, somebody Google it, but it's a uh, like a, oh man, 72 hour straight hockey game oh, or something okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe it was only 24 yeah. hours. I might've been over exaggerating it, but the girls just played in rotation. They had motorhomes outside of the rink and they would like go in and get a nap and come back in and get back in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just played this game. Yeah. It was for a, it was for like a cause, like a uh, cancer awareness or something yeah, like yeah. that. Sounds like Homer. But, but the point of it was called lace bite because the women suffered unbelievable lace bite from all the hours uh-huh. they spent on their, their skates. Yeah. yeah. And so when I read, when I watched their little doctor, documentary for yeah. a little bit and like read into it i'm like oh my god like oh, yeah. lace bites a real <sighs> thing and like you got to really yeah. be careful especially if you're a guide or something oh, like yeah. that yeah. like if you're guiding and you did that to yourself you'd be yeah. out of commission for a couple yeah. of days yeah. i mean yeah. it hurts that bad done done you have done, to, done. You gotta like ice it games. and yeah, yeah like i mean it's really bad so yeah. they sell like um, even like little pads like little 
uh, oh. like gel pads yeah. that you stick in there well, for and hockey I was, And I was taping my ankle, and like I started taping my ankle because I was like, like when I got these boots, I was throwing like that tape strip over because I was yeah. kind of worried about it. But I did not experience that problem because you, actually you can see with this boot, it's got this like optional lace yeah. right here. So I would skip that and just go straight to this one and keep oh, this gap. Oh, you don't even use it. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I would just leave that alone yeah. and keep that part open. And then I have my ankle support and foot tight. Yeah. And it never had the lace bite thing. I so like that using relief. that one, but I don't keep it tight there. You yeah. Know? So you can just not yeah. snug it. Yeah. Because um, that's the other thing I learned about mountaineering boots. You don't have to like reef. I just thought like football cleats. You yeah. just like you got yeah. those damn things no. <laughs> tight like i wanted to be like running around in a cast so if yeah. i want to make a cut my ankle didn't yeah. bend my, so, my rule for the mountaineering boots is that you put the boot on snug where it fits nice you walk for mm -hmm. you kick your heel in and you walk for five minutes and retie your boots yep 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 that's what i do with the skates i'll warm oh, up yeah. and then retie i'll go in and sit mm -hmm. before the game and retighten them yeah 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 you can't like put them on and think like you're gonna go do some rugged shit for eight hours and stuff's not gonna move or shift or right. change especially when they have the deep heel box you know mm -hmm. and most heel box not, that's technical you know i don't know about that but. yeah so la sportiva caracorum again for in my opinion a great up to the front a great a great entry level um mountaineering boot but not, not for terribly the, expensive. Not for the narrow foot, though. Okay. No, I mean, no. I, no, no, it's for the narrow foot. I mean, for the narrow foot. Or average not. foot. Mm -hmm. But once you start, like, having the, where you realize, like, you have a little bit of a wider. I have a wide foot, I understand. Yeah. Like, I'm not quite, like, the W wide, mm -hmm. or what do they call that? Like, the, the 10 W or the 10 F or something. Like, there's, like, a. X dub. I'm not quite, yeah. <laughs> In, like, no. hockey skates, I have to wear wide. Yeah. Yeah, because hockey skates don't really stretch much. Like these things, they don't yeah. really give a lot. Mm -hmm. and my feet will blow the outer mm -hmm. stitch of a shoe out oh, on yeah. the right on the yeah. right and left outer side. So, but all, all in all, like I I was going to take these back to hoarding marmot mm -hmm. after a couple of years of use, and I was like, I'll just sell them to the next guy who's looking for a really inexpensive mm -hmm. yeah. pair of boots. I don't care what I get for them. I just want to see them move on to the next mm -hmm. guy. But I was like, yeah, I kind of, <laughs> I just want to keep them just to, you know, in case I got like lace blows out on this one, I got these, I don't know. I just like kind of accumulating gear and keeping yeah. it. I'm a hoarder yeah. in that way. Yeah. So well, the other interesting thing about that mountaineering boot is that it has a really wide heel. And oh, great point. I really yeah. like narrow heels on mountaineering boots. I feel like you, you don't bust as many, like, you know, twist as many ankles and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You, yeah. And then you dig deeper into the things you need to dig in with a yeah. heel. Yep. So it's surprising to see, like, such a narrow front, but then a wide heel. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. a, like, an evolution of the boots. Because when yeah. you look at these, like, celloways really and stuff, point. it's so narrow on yeah. that back part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, the actual boot part compared to the sole, like, sticks out above yeah. it yeah, yeah this one and that's for those wide, narrow shell like yeah. dig in just yeah. a little piece is all you need to cling on to that yeah. side of that mountain and it, it prevents you from turning ankles yeah yeah those, those soles on those are, are gnarly the the one thing that was really really cool about these was and i kind of judge a boot majorly off a side hill mm -hmm. on shale oh yeah like i want to just be able to dig and like yeah. walk with my my leg like this totally. just digging in as if i'm walking mm -hmm. straight yep <clears throat> billy goat style where you're like almost creating a flat path mm -hmm. on an angle yeah and these boots just like never ever did i ever waver or have not have confidence that the boot would stick yeah yeah it just always yeah. stuck in and so mm -hmm. that was one thing like i was able to mentally 
go, okay, like my foot's a little bit sore. There's a little bit of discomfort. This thing does not fit just right, mm -hmm. but it's just performing. Mm -hmm. It's digging in. There's good traction. It's like gets soaked. It doesn't get super heavy. Um, again, not to like just go too crazy into this. And I like that we're not doing a gear review it's more of an overview so we're not going specs we're not going we're not going weights we're not doing yeah, any of that like, technical stuff you, can look, you can look all that shit up and, and geek out this is just like dudes putting the shit on their feet and going out in the field and using it yeah. and telling you how it does yep. and um i would recommend this boot to anybody who is saying hey i want to try a mountaineering boot mm -hmm. but i don't want to break the bank yep. i would say give these a try if you have super wide foot, you might want to reconsider, um, you know, some more in-depth research on, like, uh, a specific width, width or, like, um, a variation in what the mm. boot offers. Mm. I don't necessarily think that these Karakorums come with, like, a wide option. Don't know that for sure. But, um, and those are, like, old. Like, those have been around a well, while. Been, they're, like, one of their older models. Mm. Like, this is not, like, oh, they just came out in 2018. They've been around for, like, 10-plus years or more, probably. Mm, this yeah. is, I think, kind of like their... I thought this was like their first like bad badass boot, and then they've like built from that. I could be wrong, but um, wonderful boot. Would recommend them to anybody. Just kind of decided after a couple seasons with those, I was like, I need something that's like comfortable. Yeah, I need to move on to that. So as we move on, um, my switch those up to the front there in front of yeah, those. Yeah, good call. Good call. So so now I'm like ready to go next level. Um, maybe more Gucci branded. Even though Las Partiva is right there with everything. Um, I was hearing about crispy man, crispy, crispy, crispy. Crispy's like the new, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. really, really popular uh, brand mountaineering hunting boots. Very, very popular in the Midwest, and uh, got super excited about them. Found a pair for very inexpensive. Got them for a deal, and thought I'll give them a shot. Because the one thing I read about Crispies, and I still read them to this day, is like. There's almost no breaking in the damn things. Oh, they're comfortable. You just put the boot on and you go, and it's like, wow, I'm nice. not getting blisters and all this stuff. Yeah. So I, um, <clears throat> I really, really wanted the upper level of this crispy Brickstall GTX. Um, it's a black and orange boot, so it's like the one level up in stiffness. Uh -huh. But I thought, well, you know, I'll this one's less expensive, and again, being kind of frugal and you know balling on a budget. I was like, it's still crispy. It's a good boot. Tons of good ratings. But I was like, I don't know, man. Is this like a true mountaineering boot or really just like a glorified hiking boot? Yeah. It's kind of what I question. But I went for it. And so uh, I've rocked these now for three years total. Made, it, be made it early too. Yeah. Crispies, man, they, these are... Crispies are wonderful, man. They're 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 badass boots, hand handcrafted, built in Italy, um, like La Sportiva, like Scarpa, um, Selaway, Selaway, uh, no, Romania. Well, built in Romania. Shout out um, to Haji. So threw the crispies <laughs> on, went for my first hike at Flat Top, and I'm like, oh my god, these are like hiking boots. Because I went, I did the Kasugi hike with those Karakorums in like 90 degrees, and that was bad. It was super gnarly. First time I got blisters. I mean, my feet were just mm. so hot. I was getting my feet wet on purpose because my feet were so hot, you know? Yeah. Um, so I go to this crispy boot and uh, the, the, the brick stall. And uh, I think this is one of my popular models. Uh, and, and rewinding real quick back to Los Sportivas, I did end up putting super feet in those, which made a huge difference in overall comfort and realized, like, I got to put super feet in everything. Yeah. So I slip a set of super feet in these crispies first right out of the gate. Didn't even walk with them with the 
stock sole. I just slipped them in there, trimmed them, slipped them in there and went and uh, did a full summer of training with these and was absolutely in love with them and was like, oh, I found my boot. Yeah. Well, I've <clears throat> really enjoyed these boots. They've been good boots. However, they have broke down. Um, Seems they, like they get worn. Yeah. Like I was pretty surprised after the first season, the Vibram sole had worn down mm-hmm. almost maybe a third. Yeah. As you guys can see, yeah. the sole is pretty well oh, yeah. worn out. Totally. Um, yeah. And, and so I was looking at this boot. Um, one other main issue, and not, I'm not going to sit here and beat up crispy boots. I'm just showing you telling you the abuse that I put on this particular yeah. boot and then where the breakdowns were and why if I was going to replace them with another set of crispies I would just get the upgraded stouter mm-hmm. more built version of the boot um <clears throat> they're 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 lace um rings or whatever those are called mm-hmm. they just eat the laces yeah right so it's like not a waxed lace or anything it's mm-hmm. just there it just you can see my lace is frayed yeah um, you know really break. really bad yeah. yeah yeah so i had to kind of like rotate them and kind of do some weird stuff um so i started to notice that and i was like well i can get some new laces no big deal um but then i started having some of the toe the toe plastic part or peeling the rubbery away. Yeah. yeah you see oh, that okay. daniel yeah starting yeah. to break break away on some of the some of the um seams um kind of I if that's a glue part. thing yeah, yeah, and I was like, well, you know, I mean, that's kind of a bummer, but, um, you know, again, this, like, unbelievable comfort, 200-gram insulated model. Gore-Tex? So, uh, full Gore-Tex. Yeah. However, my right foot never gets wet. Mm-hmm. Left foot soaked every time. Uh, so there's some sort of a break in this yeah. boot, the left boot's uh, Gore-Tex seam somewhere. Yeah. Um, and these are, I mean, if you put these boots in your hand, they're very light. Let me feel that. Like, this isn't, like, like. oh, yeah. Now now take a Karakorum. Like, take that boot. Right? That thing's a tank. Yeah. And then, so, so, so what I realized is that I didn't, I didn't select the most rugged boot mm-hmm. for longevity in the mountains. Mm-hmm. All right? This is a phenomenal, probably a phenomenal Midwest not to take anything away from the boys in Utah and Colorado and Montana and then on all the mountain hunting they're doing because I have never done it and I don't know exactly what their terrain is like. But my, my, I feel like that this boot is built for that versus the, the shale and mm-hmm. in the Wrangles and the Brooks Range and, and some yeah. of that really nasty. Yeah. You know, we, we hike a creek for, you know, 12 miles before we yeah. even start climbing elevation and it's just on jagged rocks mm-hmm. for miles on end yeah. and that just eats boots alive. So you really got to have a rugged, tough, mm-hmm. sold boot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting wet, it's drying, getting wet and drying and stretching and, you know, carrying me- mega heavy loads all the time. So um, just really, if you're going to wear a boot out, like that's a place to, to take it. And yeah. uh, so what, what I found is like, this is probably an amazing weekend warrior bow hunter for pronghorns or, 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 you know, climbing up in the elevation for elk and in, in the, um, um, you know, some of those upper elevations in the, in the Rockies and stuff, which I'm sure has got some really gnarly shit too, but just feels like the Alaskan really, really rugged Alaskan terrain in the mountains is a little bit too much for this particular boot. Yeah. So I'll upgrade, but like all in all, as far as comfort, performance, lightweight, traction with the Vibram sole. Um, well, we'll say, great, great to, boot. just to I jump mean, in, it seems like yeah, Crispy has covered the levels up for finance and level mm. of like mm. 
So if you're looking to get into a $300 boot, they got that. But if you want to have something that's going to last a little longer, you can get the 500 mm-hmm. or the $700. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't start at the $500 boot or Yeah. And and this is not like let's let's get it straight. This is a mountain this is a hunting boot. This is a mountaineering boot. Those scarpas are like a mountaineering hunting boot. These are hunting boots. These are mountaineering boots. They're built for yeah, I climbing yeah. and, 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 and yeah. crampons and like ice and cold yeah. and they're incredibly rugged built. These crispies were not they're not mountaineering boots. They're right. hunting boots. So I just think that I didn't give these boots a fair shake in terms of the abuse that I put on them mm. to judge them in a way that's like, oh, these boots are trash. Like, no, yeah. they're not trash. They're really, really great boots. Yeah. I just put them above and beyond what they're actually built to do. And now I know that. Yeah. And so um, I'll still rock some crispies and try their 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 brick stall, um, their next level or whatever they may have. Or can you pull that one up, Daniel? Uh, the orange one you said. The one that's like the yeah, just pull up the crispy brick stall, and then and you can see the different options. They're the GTX. So you think you'll do crispy next time? Um, I mean, these I just, ones here. Uh, yes. Whoa. Yeah, those ones are pretty nasty. That that's a similar boot different color um see that's the oh yeah the sf is the stiff flex okay yeah so mm-hmm. they're they're like a i don't know 50 to 100 dollars more or something like that um however it still has the same lace loops it still has the same toe guard it still has the same sole um it's a little stiffer so i'm not sure that necessarily will hold up uh to the extreme that i'm talking about but the comfort factor is pretty hard to beat. Although I did get blisters for the first time in those boots. Oh, I did. I did. Um, when they got really, really, really wet, mm. that left foot that I was talking about, mm-hmm. I did end up getting some blisters, but I just think it was because, um, I didn't tie the boot tight enough and I, and, and it was wet. It was a culmination of things. I think it was more operator error mm-hmm. on that part. Um, just cause I got a little too comfortable with my boot being kind of loosely laced, Mm-hmm. Um, so I let that get the best of me, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it would be fun to explain more of an evolution of, mm-hmm. of, yeah. of, of, of yeah. boots versus like, I like this brand or yeah. I go, that, not, not that what you guys did, like you had two different brands. Um, Jack was great. He came through with one boot, which, you know, which I'd can, like to move into one. Oh, me too. I mean, these take up a lot of real estate on your boot rack at home. Well, like I was saying, I mean, I had the solos and dinners before that, but I don't need them anymore. So, you know, I give them away. I'm not going to use them. Well, you're minimalist. You don't need three pairs of mountaineering boots on your on your shelf in your garage, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we lived in a place where we weren't as vertical as we were, then I would have that mid range boot for sure. Yeah, but this fits the build on like everything you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. I think there's a lot of guys out there or gals that would listen to this show and be like, oh man, I can totally relate. Yeah. Like I started here and went there and like yeah. I went with North Face and you know, they, they, they went with some lesser um, rugged boot and then they moved into something heavy and now they're rocking a six or $700 pair of badass boots that they live and die by, um, which I'm kind of ready for that next, like I'm ready to get that bad boy boot that I'd like to be like, man, I've been rocking this for five years. Yeah. Because right now I'm like Danner's three years. La Sportiva is really still holding up, very rugged, ready to still go, not that comfortable, just keeping them for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Crispies, these are blasted. Those are done. Like these aren't going on another sheep hunt. They're just like, 
Oh, so you're getting a new pair this year. I, that was my plan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh, new pack, new this. I was like, ah, I'll go for boots. Mm. So I'm, I'd like to get them soon so I can start breaking them in. But I thought it was fun to share like the evolution yeah. of the that boot. And I mean, again, they're not all the highest end. And I know that um, the evolution of technology and boots has changed a lot mm-hmm. in the last like even five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at like Lawa, Zamberlan, mm-hmm. um, Handwag, like yeah. La Sportiva, Scarpa. I mean, they all make a really beautiful, badass yeah. boot. So it's like now the pool's like, whoa, yeah. we got a lot to choose from. I did in uh, in 2012. I switched to Zamberlands for one, one actually one hunt. But uh, mm. they were Gore-Tex and they totally got wet. And so I took them back. Yeah, mm. we're feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Um, well, that kind of wraps up the uh, the boot deal there. Um, and if anybody has any questions on any of these boots, um, you know, feel free to shoot us a message or, or whatever, and we'll, we'll fill you in on that. Um, but I think, like we said before, the best advice is don't go in with, you know, I want this brand or this exact boot. Um, go in there willing to try them all on. Go see Kevin. Go see one of the guys at REI or wherever yeah. you go. And try them all on and just see what fits your foot the boot. That's right. F- fits your boot the first. But Barney's has a phenomenal selection that I didn't even know. Like, I've, I've gone in there and glanced at their boots. And, you know, Barney's is a, is a sponsor, so I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, they're a sponsor, so I'm, like, gassing this up. I'm being real and telling you they have, like, four or five premier brands, so you're going to find the boot for your foot. And I say that. The boot finds your foot. Yeah. Your foot doesn't find the boot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so you might go in there like, I want Scarpas, and you're going to walk out of there with some Krispies. Yeah. Or you're going to walk out of there with some hang, hand wags. Like, y- your foot, the boot will decide yeah. what likes your foot. And yeah. um, I would say go check them out because, it, number one, his stock is heavy. So anybody that's coming up for a hunt that doesn't have boots and wants something, check them out, or anybody that's in the market. Or if you're just kind of curious or interested in how – the whole boot fitting thing works. Kevin and his boys, they have a wall of premier branded boots and you'll find the one you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they have an amazing selection right now. Yeah. Amazing. Good. Good. Yep. So support those guys and, uh, feel free to hit us up if you have any questions. Yeah, absolutely. Love to answer anything. Yep. Thank you, Alaska. Stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. 
Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchortown Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth, and it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy, and it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.